0: Welcome to Damage Boost, I'm your host Brock Holiday, and today we're talking about the games that have shaped us, so let's jump into it. As a lot of people know who listen to this show, I am old. I am in my 30s, and in the gaming uh, professional gaming community, it's considered a senior gamer, which is super depressing. But I wanted to talk about the games that have shaped me and my friends, and to do that, I'm going to have my oldest and closest friend, Steve. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Yes, yeah, first time he is uh, one of three... Um, people that I've had on that are related, it's a, uh, for this holiday season, if you will, uh, had your brother and sister on the previous week. So it's exciting that the one who I'm, uh, I'm closest with is actually on the show now. I was so going to say
1: there's, there's a part of me that's like either you or I really screwed up pretty bad if I'm the third one on the show, but that's okay. We'll take it. It's better late than never.
0: It's your time zone, mostly, because your siblings live in the same time zone as me, so it makes it a lot easier.
1: We'll we'll go with that. I feel better about that.
0: (laughs) I'm very sleepy now that I have to work again. Uh, So, the games that have shaped us. You brought up a game that I haven't thought about in a long time, but honestly, it's one of my favorite franchises of all time. I don't know if it would really work now I don't know if you could really justify making a sixty dollar version of it. And I forgot we even played it together, honestly, because it, it's it's that old. Um, do you want to go ahead and share your memory of it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this one is like pretty pretty far back there in the old memory bank, because um, th- this goes back. Um, gosh, I, I think we were probably nine or so. I mean, this is like just old enough that parents didn't mind that we would do the whole like sleepover thing. Uh, and I, I distinctly recall being at your house and, and playing Twisted Metal, which was, I, I, I recall almost nothing about it. I know it was a PlayStation 1 game. Um, I knew that you could do a co-op mode and destroy other cars with your car. Now, I don't know if you were, like, shooting things with the car, just ramming them or what, but I, I, I just remember spending countless hours, probably at age nine, in, in, in your room playing Twisted Metal. and feeling like you know this whole like camaraderie like destroy the bad guys thing it was just i don't know it was was a it was a it was a sweet feeling that i remember almost nothing about the game god knows if it had a plot but it it was Um,
0: so uh, the game actually has a weird like kind of intricate plot (laughs) um you wouldn't know it by playing it um so we're also you and i are the same age because we grew up together and back in the day for you know the younger viewers or listeners. You used to get really detailed books with games. And for, like, me, one of the most exciting parts about getting a new game is reading through the booklet on the drive home. Because they used to be really detailed, like, It was give probably a lot of the only
1: reading you did. I,
0: I read more books than you before we got well, out of high true. school. That's true. So, <laughs> let go fuck yourself, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, and... I, like, each character had a reason, because the, the plot of Twisted and it was Twisted Metal 2 we played. I actually didn't get Twisted Metal 1 until later. We played Twisted Metal 2, which came out in 1995, so we were around 7 or 8-ish when it, when it came out. But the thing is, there's a big tournament run by this guy called Clipso, and if you win the tournament, you get a wish and it could be anything but the whole thing is like it's kind of like the monkey paw thing like yes you get a wish and everyone who makes it uh he puts some evil twist on it so you're you know you kind of get fucked over and that was the plot and yeah yeah you your base machine guns that every car had and you picked up like missiles and each character had a unique special which is like was my favorite part of it do you do you remember like who you played as or like the vehicle maybe that you played
1: yeah, so I, I don't remember which one I would play as. I do vaguely remember a really angry clown guy. Who I'm assuming that Sweet Tooth, so. who is still uh, a staple yeah, 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 of Sweet PlayStation.
0: Tooth. Oh, yeah, And um, there was also I remember playing as Thumper, uh, who was it's probably problematic now. Think about it, but he was a uh, a black gentleman who rode drove a pink Impala, and his special was playing his bass aloud. he would push other cars with the bass. <laughs> So looking back on it and saying it out loud, that's not great. Um, but it was one of my favorite uh specials. That might have been three, two, I could be I mean, he was in two, but I don't know if that was the special. But uh, you can push people off of certain levels, and that's why I liked using him.
1: Yeah, I remember I, I think I liked sort of a very boxy car in that, but I can't remember who the character was. I, I probably cycled through a few. I remember you knew the game better than I did when we were playing. I just remember that like the sad like the, the it was the first time I think I can remember doing a co-op mode on anything. Um, you know, like, because I, I had, you know, my, my brother and sister, we played video games from time to time, but it wasn't the same. Like, I guess you still had, like, Mario Brothers. but So it was a different flavor of co-op mode and satisfaction from, like, you know, defeating. I remember being very, you know, very anti-Sweet Tooth in those years, and, and, and the satisfaction of being to defeat the bad guys together was just too much fun.
0: Yeah, well, honestly, I think, for me, this might have been the real first co-op like camaraderie because yeah like you said mario was different i think at the time for mario it was still you know one was mario or and one was Luigi, and you take turns, you know playing the levels and like yeah that's fine that's fun like obviously i have mario and luigi tattooed onto my freaking body i enjoy those games i'm not saying they're bad but these were we were we were playing together and as lame as it sounds we were fighting together you know we were in the trenches. Uh, working together to you know take on enemies and it was awesome and for what two seven-year-old eight-year-old boys who uh weren't super interested in going outside it was a lot of fun
1: <laughs> i was gonna say you need something in like you know the dark winter months to get through and it was it was a pretty good way to spend the time and i think it, like it kind of opened the door because that that flavor of like you know that the hours kind of go by and like there's no way we were staying up all night but we we're staying up much later than we were supposed to on whatever day and you know, that that that, that sort of, I, I think, planted the seed for what you know became, I and mean, shoot, maybe it defined our lives for too long, but... The, the I mean, I do have a gaming podcast, like video so games it definitely it way, did. Like, in the night it was at somebody's house, just kind of kept going.
0: Yeah, and I kind of like that it had that effect on us, because we were nerds before nerd culture was cool, and we weren't nerds because we're smart, well, I mean, you were smart, but... We were nerds because in high school, and we'll get to the games we played uh, in high school a little bit later, but, you know, we we didn't go drinking, we didn't go to parties, like, I don't know if we got invited to them, at least I didn't get invited to them. Uh, you know, we would still go hang out at each other's houses and play video games in our basements. I was and... going to
1: say, I got invited to one party where there was alcohol, and uh, I, uh was there for about six seconds then i realized there was alcohol and i got uncomfortable and i left and i probably played video games after that
0: and you know what It probably paid off because i'm pretty sure <laughs> if it's the one i'm thinking of me. that's the one that cops raided. <laughs> <laughs> if it was what i think right before the act's
1: uh a oh gosh maybe i don't remember yeah. um it wasn't it wasn't at somebody's house i, I don't think the cops got they, uh, okay, there were okay. it's kind of sad that we can count off the number of high profile parties that happened in our high school experience that we weren't invited to uh yeah <laughs> but there were really like two or three i wasn't at the main, the, the big profile one
0: uh yeah so I, I never got invited to those anyway like uh, one i think one time i was near alcohol in high school was when I still played football, and I was like, "Yep, nope, this isn't for me. Don't want <laughs> this. Uh, please, please give me a a, a, a controller of some kind and a base." I was going so go to say we quickly reverted back
1: to you know what what's still scratched at age, age nine, which you know that's okay.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. I like I like having my vices that uh, won't potentially uh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with drinking. Obviously, we do it now, like we're adults and we're responsible. But at that age, just. Especially where we grew up, I didn't want to walk down that path of speed. No, no. Goodness, no. No. Um, so, the next one that I had down was Mario Party. And yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Mario Party got awkward, I think. Um, I don't remember ever fighting with you. I think you and I were pretty good about making sure we would piss off the other people playing with us, which were usually your sister and her friends if you remember I think that's a
1: fair assessment i think mario party was you know it really opened up a really dark side of me like you know the 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 i didn't understand the term or the concept of trolling at that point but uh the the ability to just ruin somebody's day in mario party and laugh about it which made it that much worse on that person um you know i i don't think i could phase bigger brother with that one but i i can and did phase my little sister with that one probably um Way too often. She cried. With you. She definitely. We don't cried have to lot. dwell on the evil this game brought, but it, <laughs> it was one of the defining qualities.
0: I mean, I think Mario Party is kind of famous for you know turning families and people against each other. So we kind of have to dwell on the evil, don't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, it might. It's the actually as I think about those games because we played a handful of them. I mean, there was like we we called it Board Game sixty four in my household. Um, yeah, because it was. Just I mean, it's, a, it's board a board game. game yeah. Um, but I remember, like the mini games, it was it was almost hard not to gang up on somebody. I mean, it just it, the the nature of the games, or that you could really ruin somebody. Just, or, and there was always, I mean, it, it was a it was a doggy dog world out there with the ghost. Remember, I mean, yeah, you had enough stars, star you had enough stealing. coins that you could buy the ghost, and like you wanted to get a star, right? Like you you wanted to get those because that's what's going to define the game, and somebody, it's got to come from someone. So the the agonizing choice Nintendo brought upon you and your friends of like who are you going to Which steal you the like star more? from? So yep. just, I kept it simple. I took it from from my sister.
0: <laughs> your sister that was was three years younger than us. So that would have made her what, like six <laughs> Well, you know,
1: at this point, because gosh, you got you got me thinking now. I mean, like, so she's about two and a half years younger than us, um, and we were. By that time, I, I want to say we're at least middle school age when we start playing, like, you know, prime prime board game 64, like maybe through early high school. So, yeah, it was still unacceptable and terrible, but I, I, I don't think we were picking on a five-year-old. I think we were we were older, picking on someone still too young to pick
0: on. That. So I'm going to have to burst your bubble on this, buddy. Oh, please don't say this. We were, we were late grade school when, uh, the fir- when the first Mario Party came out.
1: Well, good. Our minds hadn't formed yet, so we didn't realize the evil we were doing.
0: Sure, we didn't. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I say because the GameCube came out in middle school, which because night, um, and then the the uh, and the GameCube was pretty much it for Nintendo, and that's why we didn't play a lot of Nintendo actually during high school because the Switch didn't come out until we graduated high school. Not Switch, um, the Wii.
1: Yeah, the Wii, the Wii. I think there might have been some very, very brief, like maybe at some point in high school. But I remember that's when like the big switch kind of happened for us. From like you know there was there was GameCube, and then all of a sudden it was a lot more. I think I I, I know I we we never owned a, a PlayStation in my home, but we had a we we got an Xbox three hundred and sixty. I remember, uh, which was pretty great as well.
0: And it was a bummer that like the GameCube. Looking back on it, and we'll, we'll cover a couple of the games we played on it um, together as well, but. It was a really good system that was actually pretty powerful, because usually Nintendo doesn't go for power and all that. It typically goes for whatever Nintendo-y thing it does, because that's what fucking Nintendo does. Makes I was going to say,
1: there was there was a time there where I, I felt like um, PlayStation and Nintendo were very, very much competing in the same market for the same clientele, and that ended with the GameCube because I feel like GameCube and PlayStation 2 went head to head on all sorts of different things and then you sort of diverged into almost more of a I, I, I have, I'm not sure I can define what, what the difference was and what they were going for but by the time you left uh, PlayStation 2 and GameCube and went to PlayStation 3 and Wii you were in almost like the more mature content for, for PS3 and then into you know Wii Sports which was great uh, yeah. but not necessarily the same ballpark for the Wii.
0: And the Wii was also, I think, one of the ones that started at a lower price point, so like everybody was picking it up anyway, and it made made sense if you're gonna make it affordable, make it family friendly, you're you're gonna sell some units. I think the Wii is still one of the best selling, if not the best selling console of all time. I have cool. to look it up. Were you there but,
1: when I threw the Wii mote into the TV? I yes, because we
0: said. Steve, wear your strap because we were playing Wii Baseball.
1: Yeah, we called it a stupid strap. I, I called it a stupid strap. We,
0: we ended up, for the people at home, he launched it into their big screen TV, hit it square right in the bottom, right below the screen, and shut it off. So we thought it was dead. And was... my
1: father was in the room, by the way, so it's not like I could hide and like <laughs> throw you under the bus, which I would have done, probably. Oh, yeah, and
0: I would have done it to you. I don't expect that. That's what <laughs> friends do. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: It was also, like, the week before the Super Bowl, so it was not exactly the cheapest time to go out and buy TVs, I don't think. But anyway, <laughs> right. we turned it back on. It was fine, but that was um, that was the closest I was to dying in my youth.
0: It became known as the Steve Strap afterwards. Yeah, as well. It did. <laughs> so uh, speaking of GameCube, I want to touch on the things you and I played there too and again this is this is these are games that have shaped us um one we'll go with smash melee and before we started recording I was talking with my dear friend Steve here and he's like back then I didn't know what spamming things were and like motherfucker you did. You you he would spam so much shit with Mewtwo to make it almost impossible to fight. I remember there there were so many like un unsaid alliances against you in <laughs> in that game because I sort of, of had a stick
1: and move procedure with with Mewtwo. We would just charge up, blast somebody and then, you know, you could sort of like float away and like transport it a little bit and uh uh, that that seemed to work very well for not ever getting hit. We always played survival mode in my household. It was none of this, like, time-destroy-as-many-people-as-possible mode. It was just last one standing wins.
0: Which is um, the right way.
1: It is the right way. Um, but it also encourages people like Steve to hang out at the top right corner of a large stage, let some other people duke it out for a while, and then once they're like, hey, what's Steve up to? Then, you know, move again and make it annoying to hit you.
0: And that was... We were young enough, and I was not smart enough to, like really understand the effects of how effective the dodge mechanic is um and with Mewtwo I don't know if it's just my memory of you kicking my ass with Mewtwo or if it truly was his his little sidestep or dodge whatever you want to call it It just seems so smooth and like better than everyone else's. it was
1: smoother and he disappeared temporarily so it took I I think it took a little longer to tell which move which direction he was dodging like left or on the screen or right on the screen. So there was that. And you could mix in a B up and his B up was a teleportation, but you could also direct where he teleported up, left, right, angle, you name it. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a lot of dodging left and right, then you mix in a trans like a teleportation that was a little bit too long one way or the other. You just kind of threw off. People didn't know where to look. And then you could just like hit them with a smash and then move on.
0: And let's jump forward to, and we're talking about games that shape us. Uh, we still play Smash every once in a while. Um, now that you have a Switch again, uh, we should probably get back to that. Actually, yeah, we but, really
1: need to. I, I did go ahead and buy the GameCube style remote for it because that's the only way I know how to play Smash.
0: So I, you know, before we get uh, we jump forward to Ultimate, I will say, um, and I am in the minority in this. I am not so keen on the GameCube controller for Smash. My preferred controller, and this is going to sound fucked up, is the Wii, nunchuck and Wii Remote on oh, uh, so Brawl.
1: You are just incorrect. I guess I, part of the problem was that I didn't play as much, um, what was the one that came in between Ultimate and Melee? Shoot, I'm leaving uh, Brawl. it. So a Brawl. Brawl, and there was
0: also the Wii U one, but way played the Wii U one.
1: So I, I played a little bit of Brawl, but I, I just didn't play it as often as I played. Like Melee was like Prime, Steve's video gaming years. Um, so all of my muscle memory is very much just, it's, it's concrete. Like nothing feels more right on, on, on that genre of game than a GameCube controller. I tried a handful of times with the, with the Switch, didn't work. I tried Nunchuck and Wii Remote, it didn't work. I, I just, I've given up entirely. And I'm like, nope, we're just going to be GameCube forever.
0: And you know, I mean, there's a reason they sell them for the the switch just for this game because there's a lot of people like you. You're not wrong. I'm not. I, right? I know I'm wrong. I know I, I have my my crazy messed up brain, and for whatever reason, that stuff makes more sense to me to move. Uh, but I I played a lot more Brawl because again, referring back to the games that shaped us in college, um, my roommate had a giant TV, and we would put... I had this uh, a Wii and we'd have a bunch of guys come in and we'd play five stock before we'd go to dinner at our commons and um we'd play a few games and each time you died you had to take a shot of beer and every time you lost all your stock you took a shot of typically a hard uh alcohol content whatever we were drinking at the time which doesn't sound like a lot but you know, you play for an hour on five stock before you go to dinner, it fucks you up. I was going to so. say, that
1: would, that would do the trick. I. So I didn't do any drinking games with Smash. Um, we did. You'd think we were drunk when we did this, but I think I might have done this with my brother and sister. We made a, a special stage in Brawl called Box of Spikes. I'm not sure if i ever made you play that.
0: Can you repeat that last part? Sorry, you cut out for just a second.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we made a special stage called Box of Spikes. And I'm oh, not sure I, love, if I, I remember made Box it. of
0: Spikes. I loved Box of Spikes. You can't do that <laughs> anymore on the new one.
1: It's it's really too bad that that, that got removed because for, for the viewer at home, I do want you to envision. Um, I mean, you can sort of envision it based on the name, right? But um, there was only one way out of Box of Spikes, so you had a small area to fight on. And then the floor and the walls and the ceiling were all spikes that implemented a bunch of damage when we send you shooting in one direction or another. So eventually everybody gets up to, you know, like 999% damage. The thing is you'll bounce around enough times that eventually you get shot out through the only hole in the box of spikes, which is at the top right corner, and then you die. But the rounds lasted forever forever. And you spent most of the time by the end of it just bouncing around between the spikes. It was it was a little bizarre and not necessarily the way the, the the game designers intended the game to be played, but it was the perfect way for the game to be played.
0: I remember recreating that like every time I could too. Like I I was inspired by Box of Spikes. That was one of my favorite, and it just bums me out. You can't do it anymore. Like with the new level designer for Ultimate, you can't do anything cool like that. Which is really sad I was gonna say so this actually touches
1: fun. on an important theme I think that you know you, you kind of introduced me to and then I, I, I carried throughout much of my I, I don't game as much as I used to but I still do. Um, the customization and breaking of the game in some ways of various different games was I feel like a staple of that sort of like 2000s era game. Um, certainly you had some ability to do that in Madden which has gone largely by the wayside yeah uh, and then oh gosh what's the other one we can still do it now with the Golf Club too. Um, I I, as 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 you can recall, like you know, you can sort of like break those games a little bit and make all sorts of weird stuff. But that ability to customize a game just and and break it in all sorts of weird ways was something that I wish they'd kind of go back to a little bit because I've always found it very fun.
0: oh god, um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, The guy you introduced me to that does all the oh yeah, uh, John John Boyce, yeah yeah yeah. He and Kofi, uh, the video, and it's I think it's like two hours long. They, they broke the golf club, too, basically, and made the, like, what... You almost go straight to the sky. There's, like, cows all over the course, and it was... I did
1: watch that video. That's that's a good one. I'm, I'm not sure it's in his top two or three, but it's, it's a darn good one of, of just uh, his, like, you know, something like par 19 for each hole. I mean, just impossible. Every hole is bizarrely placed inside of a boat or something. It was, really
0: it was so beautiful. Like, just because we played that game, and we did make our own courses and played your... Uh, Again, I'm going to keep repeating the the name of this episode, Games That Shaped Us. Um, A way for uh, myself and you and our friend Moser, who's also been on the show, to kind of connect, because we all live far away from each other, and also a pandemic is happening, is we've played Golf Club 2 together, and uh, you would create these dumb, (laughs) crazy golf courses for us to play on that literally... Had the, what was the first one you made that broke? It broke me. I remember just like, I can't do this anymore. It had the, like, the one hole where you elevated it all up, and it was supposed to be able to like kind of roll down in the hole in the middle, almost like you're putting it in a, a sink and it's flowing down. But if it didn't go in the hole and you had to try to put it in, you couldn't see. The game wouldn't adjust for the... the the putting and your character being in there, so you just have to guess. And I would just miss <laughs> yeah, every what fucking time. About.
1: I almost fixed that on the third course I made, but for anybody who owns the golf club too, um, you can look up Shankster's Glen, uh, and that that's that's the one with. It is. It's a beautiful. The whole idea was absolutely that you'd have like. It was supposed to be an easily albatrossable hole because uh, it was a par five, and if you hit it far enough on the first one, you'd have a shot to drive the green on the second one, and you have this elevation. So that, you know, basically I was trying to create an enormous cup to try to shoot the ball into, but when you Which designed cool it, I, that was early on and I didn't know how to edit it right, so I couldn't confirm the cup was directly at the bottom, so it was just a little bit up, a little bit on a slope, <laughs> and then you just couldn't aim and put it, in. You, you might get lucky and hole it, um, but usually you just take a, 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 you know, plus 10 on that hole and move on or something, it was That's great.
0: fucking ridiculous. We do need to get back at that, that game was so much fun to play. <laughs> I wouldn't mind picking up the since two K kind of revamped it. Uh, I heard it's still pretty good. It might not be a bad idea to look into it because I think they're selling it pretty cheap.
1: I was gonna say I loved. I, I it, that was one of my first pandemic buys was was the golf club two and it's 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 a good number of hours of frittering away your time and virtual golf world.
0: Um. Before we jump back into the childhood, uh, let's c- touch on one or two games we have been doing in the pandemic. Uh, one of my favorites that we have played, and we another one we need to get back to if we get the time, uh, is Holdfast, which for anybody who does not know what Holdfast is, it's basically uh, a musket simulator. Um, it's You can play as either Prussia, Russia, Britain, or France, correct? Um, yeah, that sounds right. We only do the land battles, and it's straight up, you have people running the cannons, but it's not like... You would think, uh, where you just go walk up cannon and shoot cannonballs out. No, you need someone on the cannon, and they have to do math to figure out like where they're shooting it. You have somebody who has to put the ball in the cannon, and then there's another a third person you need there to use the big cotton swab thingy to jam the thing in, uh, the, the ball in. And it's like this for any kind of siege equipment, and you know, all your guns are single-shot, so you shoot once, and you're loading, what, for 10 seconds, almost? It's not, it's not short.
1: I was gonna say, this game, and I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, um, I, I will say, it, it I, I was cracking up thinking about it, because I remember we, we played a lot of call of duty two and i remember thinking like this is the sweet spot because i don't like all the modern warfare call of duty games whatever i didn't play yeah. a whole lot of them anyway but it was a little bit too complicated i was like you know world war Two level you know machine guns and stuff were about the right level of complicated for video gaming and then i was like yeah you know like we need to get away from being more complicated more modern with our warfare games and then i played hold fast i'm like this might be a step too far <laughs> um, no the hilarious <laughs> is like all right, I have shot, and it's going to take me 90 seconds before I can shoot again.
0: And even if you have a, a beat on somebody, like, depending on the class you are, you might just miss because muskets were not accurate, and if you have your bayonet on, it's also going to drop your percentage of hitting people. It, I actually kind of, like, it's weirdly sneak sneakily kind of like strategic and actually what you're doing with your classes and stuff and it's still pretty arcadey and people break it and it's mostly a game for the memes and you know half the time you're playing people are acting like they're jfk but the jfk from clone high or you know blasting meme songs through it but it's a pretty chill community for the most part and I say, they, they
1: weren't they weren't brutal out there for people who weren't really used to it like me like i i didn't think it was toxic or anything like that but it also stood out to me that you could have the the brocks of the world spend an entire game being the cannonball guy not the shooter <laughs> Not even the ramrod guy, just getting a cannonball and holding it and getting ready. I was like, Are "You gonna go out and shoot people?" He's like, "No, I'm I'm contributing over fun. here." It was
0: it was fun because it's also a push to talk. You don't have to chat, but you can, and it's, um, you know, there's I think there's what 150 people ish per match, something like that, yeah, something like that. And why you and. Uh, Andrew and Moser were up fighting. I was making friends with this dude as we were loading a cannon for this other guy. The guy in the cannon wasn't talking about like why I would load the ball in he yeah, he was you know,
1: probably playing a video game or something.
0: yeah, <laughs> like uh, we're just you know just chill out like hey, like it's cool that it's cool that people take the roles in that game. I do like that they don't just like ignore it and run in like some people actually want to sit there and load a cannon for people. <laughs> And it's a weird, I don't know, it's just, it kind of, it's, I like playing games where people aren't taking it so seriously, um, I mean, we talked about Rainbow Six Siege and playing that at one point, I don't know if that was while I recorded or not, but what sucks with that game is people are, as the kids say, very sweaty in that game, like, well they, they will, you'll hit people, you'll get either teammates that will team kill you because you didn't do something exactly how they wanted it. Or uh, you'll play against other teams who try to kind of boundary break or push the limits where they'll what's called spawn peak, where instead of like waiting for you to come try to defuse the bomb, they'll break out all the windows to try to shoot you from where you the point where you load in, and like that shit gets annoying. And one, you can't do that in full hold, hold fast, and two, for the most part, everyone's too high in the community to, like, have that kind of aggression. It seems very, a uh, very drug-friendly community, I think. In I was
1: going to say, they basically just smash the, the God Save the Queen button and just keep, or, or the, the king, rawr! I should say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so I think for Russia, they didn't want to do, like, voice acting or figure out Russian, so they just grunt and scream. I going to say,
1: it's such a notoriously difficult accent to fake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck it. We, do, we really do need to play that game again. Uh, you we touched a little bit too on Madden, but I want to jump back to it because you, you, one thing I do agree with is like Madden sucks now. Like, EA doesn't give a shit, they don't try it. they have the monopoly, they're not going to put any effort into it. But back in the day, the game was fun and it was good. But we also would, uh, what now you, we didn't call it back then, but now you call them your, your monster teams, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've certainly kept doing this through the years. I never every every handful of years, I will I will buy another sports game and make a weird mutant monster team where you max out all the stats and make them enormous and funny looking and everything. Um, but we we not only did that. I think this is going back to, I think Madden two thousand four was the one you and I played to death. That you could you could not just make your super mutant amazing team. Um, but you could also customize, not use pre-scripted plays, you could make your own playbook. And that was a a, a way to just sink enormous amounts of time into a game to really confuse the computer, which was not that hard to do on a GameCube. Um, But all sorts of fun ways to do it. And I, I think, I don't remember which one of us invented it, but if you put four wide receivers on the right, the computer wouldn't figure out that you needed to put another corner over there. Yes. You're guaranteed one man open.
0: And it was amazing. It was the shotgun line, and I'm pretty sure I, at least I was convinced that uh, we needed teams need to run it in real life. And actually, uh, Kansas City now runs a form of it. I think I texted you when I saw it. They run. You did like,
1: you did? No, they had a they had a shotgun formation and four wide receivers and a weird diamond on the far right. And you're like. This is bizarre. This is the shotgun line from 2004. Now, they didn't do what we did, which is just send three people straight ahead and one person not, and then throw it to the person
0: who's not. <laughs> yeah, Because because the game couldn't figure it
1: out. <laughs> I was like, what? But we still need a corner on the unguarded side of the field.
0: And, and, and like you said, um, when we first started doing this way, way back in the day, um, we would make the players... Uh, Mut- the mutant players, monster players, whatever you want to call them, so they would usually be what max sized uh, and max stats. So they'd just be like you know basically six eight, fat and fast. And but you couldn't make uh, teams completely full of them. Like there was a limit to creative players back then. And I remember I have very distinct memory of playing Madden uh, in your basement and watching R.W. McCorders try to cover one of our monster receivers. <laughs> and obviously because he's, you know, a normal person, I just looked him up, he's only 5'10". Um, <laughs> so, like, just getting absolutely destroyed by our mutant football players. And uh, that kind of dates, like, how old we are. So so R.W. McCorders has not played in the NFL oh, for a long time. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm wrong. He played up until 2008. Really? He had a longer career than I thought. Yeah, he was originally in the league with the 49ers. He was only with the Bears for four years, but it felt like an eternity. It seemed like forever. And he played uh, He played ten years, which is... Do you, you, know, remember, that's
1: a do you remember when we actually... There's a brief phase in our lives where we would play against each other in Madden, which I, I only bring up because there, I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time making created defensive plays, but I did make a few. And one of them I called Brock Kill, and it was against I the only play this. that you would routinely do is either like a run to the right so i had a run blitz on that side or you would scamper away and quarterback you know scramble away on the other side so i had a spy on the other side and a run blitz on the other side and i was convinced this was going to be the secret and i have no idea if it was effective or not but it's it's the only play i remember from my my defensive i feel
0: like it was i feel like until you said that i had blocked it out of my memory which means that probably pissed me off so it was a great
1: play it worked
0: <laughs> I mean, as he even do shit like that in Madden anymore? Like, you can't. I don't even know if he can make plays, and if he can't, I'm pretty sure the mechanic, the mechanics for it, are absolute dog shit. I
1: was gonna say the last game I bought for Madden was 2018, and yeah, you, you can still make your mutants, and that's still fun. I mean, you know, we've we've already uh, uh, I've started kicking around the ideas for my, the next time I do this. We'll, we'll, we'll use the New Orleans Saints, but it'll all be like popes. It's all gonna be real pope names. Real from, pope from names. History. <laughs> Because that's hilarious. I just love the idea. Like John Paul II passes the ball to Invictus. Like whatever. It's fun. Um, I don't think that's a pope name, by the way. I'm 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 Catholic, by the way, but I don't I don't know that that many popes. Um, But anyway, uh, no, they have not had any sort. You can you can wait if you're doing popes, should you be the cardinals? What do you say?
0: If you're doing popes, should you be the cardinals?
1: Oh, that's probably better. Son of a bitch. You just See, blew I, my mind with I can your, be Catholicism reference.
0: <laughs> I'm not even Catholic. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I grew up state Baptist. Allegedly, my parents only made me go to church like twice. But
1: <laughs> Oh man. Or maybe you just do both. Maybe you make yeah. two mutant teams, you can have the Saints play the Cardinals.
0: You can have the God Bull.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that.
0: The fight for the Vatican secrets. It's um, no,
1: not good at all. I wonder if we're going to run out of popes.
0: Uh, I think they just keep making more, right? I mean, there's they plenty of old white guys. More. That's pretty much all they do. As far as I know. I'm <laughs> um, trying to think of, like, so, get, you know, we do need to talk and I think the game that I think we probably spent the most time on uh, playing with our with our core group of friends uh, uh, and we, we mentioned it briefly earlier, is Call of Duty 2. Like, and not online either. Like, keep in mind, we—I don't know—I don't—I know. I at least at my house, we didn't really have the capability online yet for Call of Duty Two. It was later, like after we had like I almost might have been close to college time because I remember playing at our friend's apartment in uh, Champaign for his first year of college, playing uh, what Modern Warfare, maybe a little bit of Call of Duty Two online. But uh, we played it a lot. There's just four of us sitting in your basement. You know, fucking drinking Mountain Dew, or at least I was, and eating pizza that we weren't allowed to have meat on because you, you're Catholic, and we couldn't have meat on Fridays when we're at it your wasn't house. was
1: always Lent, by the way; <laughs> just always. sometimes Lent.
0: Um, and like playing that, and like just we would play the levels for so long that like I remember you—it was you or somebody who would hide in the dead bodies, the snipe, and some of the levels.
1: Yeah, you're thinking of uh, uh, somewhere Tunisia. To something Tunisia. Tujeng? Tunisia sounds right. I'm, I'm sure we're saying that right. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because that was back in the day. You're right. It was before any of us had enough internets. I don't think there was much in the way of online gaming in early high school for us. Um, we old. But we would, we, we would, and, and we'd, we'd go to, sometimes it was at my place, sometimes it was, I remember we'd go to Moser's place sometime, mostly because I, I, like, shifted his Xbox. I was like, check this out. You can have it standing up or sitting down. And I, like, you know. Moved Torque. it and like, scraped the heck out of a CD and felt like an idiot. Um, but yeah, Tujane Tunisia was the one where I distinctly. It, it, you, you got We memorized the maps at some point. Yep. I mean, we knew everything there was to know about it, but you got to experiment a little bit with trying to hide in amongst the dead bodies to snipe people. And then I, I got away with it for like a game or two before. I forget which one of you guys looked at it. I was like, hey, that's not Pre- a dead body at all. And I was like, I cannot pivot fast enough to I'm do it. I'm pretty
0: sure that to- was Moser, I want to say.
1: He started laughing at me because I went with the, you know, just hold still and hope that works out, but <laughs> it it didn't. He was just kind of laughing standing over me for so a while good.
0: I have it. a lot of really good memories of playing that game, actually. This makes me sad that, like, I'm with you. Like, we, uh, I, you know, I did episode on it, but, like, the Modern Warfare, not Modern Warfare, uh, Warzone's kind of fun, but, like, Call of Duty is just, like, it's too much, it's too fast, I, I'm old. I, there's The maps are small. There's too many players on it, and I just, you know, get off my lawn with that shit.
1: I was going to say, I don't want to have, like, oh, I'm calling in an artillery strike or a helicopter or this or that. Like, there was something beautifully perfect about we're going to run around between the buildings, and we're going to have, like, either a bolt-action rifle or a really crappy submachine gun. Um, and we're just going to do our best with those rules. Like, it, it was a balanced game, I feel like. And so, I... It, I, I, I guess I don't know like, if the new games aren't balanced, or it's just that it was just too much for my 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 senior gamer brain. Um, but it, it seemed the right level of simple, the right level of balance to have a really fun a really fun series of rounds. You could play that game for hours. I
0: th- I think you would like the Battlefield series. Um, they came out. Uh, it was weird. They did Battlefield One, which was the sequel to Battlefield Four. Battlefield One was World War One, and the maps were massive. Um, so and. You could actually... And it was... Uh, they're big. There's a lot of players, but they're so big that you wouldn't... You know, unless it's... There were some trench levels, which were fucking nuts, but a lot of fun. Battlefield 1, which if you decide to pick up an Xbox, it is free on uh, Game Pass with EA Access. It's free, so you get all these games for free that I'm talking about right now. Um, and what they kind of did was like... for Because the maps were so big. Um, and it was a line-push game, so if you catch... Captured so many points, um, the line would move back for the enemy, and then that would happen like two or three times per map because the map was so huge, and then you would uh, go to the next map, and that would because it wasn't just that battle that counted. You would, uh, I think, it was like total of five maps, and you had to push one way or the other, you know, towards either Allied or uh, Axis. But you would get like a boss if your team was losing. You get like a like a big boss type weapon, and for Battlefield One um it was for the most part a giant zeppelin which was fucking awesome that would just drop these huge bombs but it was so fucking slow and you would have anti-air that you know people would be shooting at it and like you could take out individual guns on it super fucking fun um as far as i know there wasn't giant murder zeppelins actually in world war one but it was still pretty cool to play as and then after that because uh, like i said battlefield one was single to battlefield four Are you with me so far the sequel to Battlefield 1 was Battlefield 5, which is the World War II version of that game.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Where does Battlefield 1942 come in?
0: That was one, a long time ago, dude. That's
1: the one I, I remember distinctly playing the most out of that series, which I was starting to worry that it went four one five one thousand nine hundred forty two, and I just misread the game.
0: There was a future uh, Battlefield that was at one point, so you're probably not wrong in that memory, actually. <laughs> There was one with Mechs at one point. Now, Battlefield 1942 was, like, I think that wasn't that a PC one too? I don't know if that that came was a out. PC
1: game. That was that was my introduction to the fact that PC games might have been better for shooters in general because you could point the mouse.
0: You uh, get that shit out of damage boost.
1: <laughs> um, I'm that I'm gonna come out and say it. I feel more comfortable with shooter games with a mouse. I,
0: mean, I refuse I to play rough. shooter games with a mouse because I I will not go down that road. I also only ha- have a computer now that can run games like that because of the first stimulus check that came out. And like any responsible adult, was like, oh, someone just gave me a thousand dollars. I should probably buy a really expensive computer with it, <laughs> and that's what I did because I'm a responsible adult. Um, see, of a lot of the other games that, um, I would say, shaped us. We played a little bit of Soul Caliber. Uh, that was our that was probably our biggest fighting game. That I, I don't going to count melee in the same. I don't really consider Melee a fighting game in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know the
1: nomenclature well enough, but like a tradition like one-on-one fighter game, maybe fighter instead of fighting game, I don't know. But it's the only one I played with any regularity, but we spent a lot of time on that and That was really fun.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's not a lot. it's not really a super in-depth game, so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I just remember you would typically play the heavy, slower characters, which would force me to... And, and honestly, games that shape us, when I do play fighting games, whether it be when I went to college or with my kids, I typically pick the smaller, faster fighters, because that's what I had to play when I would play with you, because you would typically pick characters like Nightmare, who had a huge reach, but they were typically slow, so I needed the person that I could get in and get my shots in and try to jump out or get dodge or you know do a a, a, a parry. And that shaped how I how I like to play fighting games, actually.
1: Which is ironic if you think about it, because it's definitely true. I mean, like I, I always loved the big, slow, lumbering nightmare guy because he just had too much reach, and you could you could you could be effective just button mashing. And there wasn't he 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 flowed rather nightly, nicely. I will say that I wasn't like a total button masher. Like I knew roughly what I was doing. You could make one move, sm- swing into the next, and just change up the series enough to, to keep you on your toes. But mm-hmm. it's true. I just think recall being frustrated as you'd kind of dart in, dart out. I was like, son of a bitch, she's caught onto my pattern. I need to change it up a little bit. But you bring up that you want, you know, uh, fast and quick, et cetera, which brings me to a point about our ongoing, um, I guess, you know, philosophical differences about the Star Wars universe and the fighters involved. All right, let's fucking do it. Because I'm ready. I've always been an A-wing guy. You know this about me. It is the superior. I, I will continue to say philosophically speaking, I think it's the superior craft. Um, uh, you, my friend, I, I've always thought of you going back to our sports career, that we don't have to dwell on a whole heck of a lot. have always been the Y-Wing, uh, a mm-hmm. little old, a little busted up, you know, reliable but slow and just a, a dead meat target out there. And I, I think it's a good time to remind that maybe in fighting games you were quick and et cetera, but I, I think Star Wars brings out the, the true Brock of just slow, lumbering, Antiquated, ready to be shot down at a moment's notice by quicker things.
0: So I'm, I'm worried. I, I, I'm prepared for this. Have you played the new Star Wars Squadrons, the new Rogue Squadron that came out?
1: I have not. I have not.
0: It is cheap. Um, it's. Uh, I think it's. It was. It's on sale for twenty bucks right now. Um, it's worth picking up, if. Uh, you have. I don't. I think it's on PlayStation. I have it for on Xbox, but. Um, they finally do the Y-wing justice, and I'm very happy. Uh, the if you play online with other players, which Moser and I play with the AI, because online it's nuts. People are too good at fucking flying. like You can't do it. And they all pick A-Wing and you can't find them, because A-Wing's too fast. Yeah, I I know that supports your argument, but...
1: Because it's uh, it's the best.
0: But you kind of do... uh, It's like a line push thing, like I was describing Battlefield. So you have your flagship and then your two smaller ships. So I think for... um, for the ally or the alliance, it's like a form of the Calamar cruiser, and then two medical frigates. And for the imperials, it's a, a star destroyer, and then you, they have two ships that are called the called raiders, which are like similar size to the medical frigates. Um, with that all being said, uh, you have your fighters you choose between right now. It's the the U wing, which is the one that was introduced in uh, Rogue One. Y-Wing, X-Wing, and A-Wing, which the B-Wing and and I think one more are coming out later, uh, and the TIE Interceptor are coming out um, for free in a download. But the Y-Wing, they have designed it where uh, it actually is effective and makes sense within your squad. You have the proton bombs, or you can equip uh, heavy cannon, heavy laser cannons on there, where you basically can't move the Y-Wing where you're shooting it, but they're so heavy they're devastating. And when Moser and I play, he runs the X-Wing typically for balance, Um, And we'll take on fighters and stuff, and I'm just bombing the shit out of those medium-sized ships, and then we make the run on the uh, Star Destroyers. Going for those fucking shields, just like Return of the Jedi, baby. It's fucking awesome. The Y-wing is useful. The Y-wing is the most underrated ship in the Rebel fleet, and will never be fully appreciated for how useful it truly is.
1: And I'm I'm really happy for you that they gave you like a juiced up version of the Y-wing. That's not juiced up. You son of a bitch. You fucking son of a bitch. (laughs) Because I honestly think I'm happy for you, but I think that for the world in general, it would have been much funnier if they went the other direction with it like they said this is the old one it is not you know it may be very weak but it's also very slow i mean i really <laughs> want both of those going very strong i want it to be like incredibly slow incredibly difficult to handle it can keep its stupid ion cannon that was never made any sense anyway and then just have I it like keep make so much you sense. it's not they got off a of
0: hoth of you. you asshole <laughs> ion cannons bitch respect them and they're also super useful in squadrons now ion cannons are actually super devastating when you get hit by them because you just are floating there and people come by and wreck your shit
1: but why wouldn't you just shoost people with the lasers as long as you're going to spend the time to shoost them it just seems like Dude, I, I never the understood Y-Wing why had they had two ion
0: gunners you bastard so what's the other person gonna do i don't exactly know. that's that the other
1: gun. thing about the y-wing is you lose two pilots in you know one ship you know which is very very y-wing if you ask me as long as you're gonna have this slow lumbering dumb thing at I least you can lose two quality pilots instead of just one when one gets so, shot down honestly I don't predictably.
0: know within the star wars canon how consistent the two pilot thing was either it might just not be a thing now which is very I possible say, I, knew there,
1: I thought there were i couldn't remember if there were two in the y-wing usually speaking
0: i don't think there was on uh on a new hope because like that was supposed to be when their forces were so you know depleted and shit right. that's why they even brought the y-wing when the y-wings were useful uh for the the uh trench run
1: they're excellent cannon fodder it's like kind of like You're warming son... up motherfucker
0: crowd. like i'm <laughs> you son of a bitch Just no we're moving north, on fuck you north-west. no 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 we're, we're done <laughs> all right we, will...
1: we can end that we're not gonna we're not gonna reconcile on this one today
0: nope nope i think this will be something that uh Whoever, which one of us lives longer will have the final laugh in this. <laughs> I, and I, I, there's not hyperbole in that. I literally, if you die before me, I will put a Y-Wing on your fucking tombstone. I
1: fucking hate the Y-Wing and everybody who likes <laughs> gonna, the Y-Wing.
0: And I'm going to, I'm going to tell your kid, like, oh man, he secretly loved with the Y-Wing. Like, <laughs> he fucking loved it. I am going to destroy that kid's memory of you for the Y-Wing. And I, <laughs> I'm doing it, you son of a bitch. Um. <laughs> I like the yeah.
1: idea that he'll think you're being senile, but you'll actually be very, very sharp. you yeah. will know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. He's just going to have no idea what the hell you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Mom, what did Uncle Brock mean? <laughs> he meant every word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, last one I'll bring up um, before we start wrapping up uh, that I think had a huge influence on me Um as a Nintendo fan, was you actually introduced me to this? Because I had the GameCube, I didn't. Unfortunately, I did not buy a lot of games for it. Um, but you introduced me to not only Mario Kart Double Dash, which at first I was like, "This is dumb. Why are there are two people on it?" Turns out, super fun mechanic. But you also introduced me to only playing Baby Park.
1: Yeah, that's the only way you can play. You should play Double Dash. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're getting into like you know my own just desire for the the comfortable i liked all the stages you could memorize etc but baby park was just it, it took there was sort of a game within a game to it um because I, first of all it's eight laps which is great yep. it's a tight course which is great and the thing is since it's not like you're doing a whole lot of fancy driving i mean it's it's an oval you'll figure it out you know the trick was being able to manage the 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 uh, correction mechanism inside the game i mean like all sorts of games have it mario kart has always had it with like you know if you're losing you're going to get the best items there's a way to catch up right so there was this weird art to do in baby park where you want you you could try to just win you could just like do the tightest course and get so far ahead that it was going to be hard to lose but you know that first place seeker is going to come eventually or you could try to play to be in like A close third place by the last lap, with plans to get a great item and wreck shit and win at the last second, and that was one that just. And once we discovered that mechanic, I feel like that that game just got better and better and better each. It it, did. It
0: weirdly added so much to it. I remember, like you talked about, the trying to kind of pick where you would be, and like you could, like you said, try to win it outright, but thing is with the first place seeker or even red shells the course was so small you get hit first you might drop to sixth seventh or even eighth because yeah, of i mean how there, small there the was, course was
1: there was just this odd it was almost like uh it was like a pack mentality you didn't want you certainly you could lose it in the first few laps you could have a really bad run and be so far behind that it was going to be impossible to catch up but that was pretty hard to do and for the most part it just meant you were awkwardly jockeying for position for six laps before somebody decided to make a push and yet you, you wanted to be not the first one to make a push. As long as you weren't the first, you'd probably win. Or you it, had a chance. But if you were the first, it was like a, like a weird three-man shootout style where it's like it just, whoever makes the first move is dead.
0: I liked to, uh, with the jockey for position thing, that I remember there being the in the last two or three laps, if you're running mid even close to the top and you happen to get three green or red shells, you could... Gamble that someone will not get a first place seeker and take the first place for the last two or three laps because they're so quick. And you know, if if you do get hit with a barrage of red shells, you can fight them off because you you know, got that trailing behind you or circling you. But there was also there was a good chance someone might get a first place seeker. So really, having to like balance that risk reward stuff was. It, it never got old. Like I don't remember ever being bored of playing Baby Park on Double Dash. I was going to say,
1: you've, you've partially sold me on getting a GameCube so I can inflict that on people in my life sometimes. Dude, I
0: got mine for like $20. Bucks. <laughs> like they are not expensive.
1: What a world. 2020. How is it going to get better?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so before we wrap up, are there any more games you want to talk about?
1: gosh I, I think we kind of hit on the major ones we may not have gone through them in, in chronological order but that was going to be pretty hard to do anyway no yeah. i just um I, I think we pretty much hit it i'm excited to see kind of I I, I I had gotten away from gaming for a little bit for a while there and i'm kind of starting to get back into it and I, I continue to be impressed with how the technology has evolved in the last you know 10 years of me not playing as much um but I, I I will say as, as as we get better and better and the internet's get better and better. I mean, I know we didn't talk about Among Us. Among Us is great. Holdfast is great. The uh, the the ability to create a community uh, and like have one that can be uh, fun and accessible for for you and your friends across the country. I'm I'm very excited to see what it has to show. Uh, but but for now, I think I'd say I think we hit everything. All the all the high points of, of gaming from roughly 1997 to to.
0: Actually the yeah, first survivor. one we talked about was 1994. So we we had a pretty pretty big big uh we, uh span that we covered today actually.
1: We were so cool.
0: We and we haven't changed much. I <laughs> want <No, laughs> no, tell we, you. We have not. Um but you know what? It's okay and we you know it trained us for 2020. If anything, it's like a weird uh it was always our destiny. I was going to say,
1: I do get to do a lot of telling my mom I was just practicing self, safe safe habits throughout my childhood. That's what
0: hey, I man, I got my first Twitch check from streaming uh, this year. So, like, I made technically made money off of video there games. There you go, so man. Me I think down, you still mom, might be you the You fucking hole. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, anything you... Uh, I guess do you want to plug anything you want to plug your brother's podcast I don't think I
1: really have anything to plug Uh, a a good reminder for people that uh, we're we're almost at the end of this craziness with with, with the pandemic and just take care of each other and wear your masks and and be good to each other in really hard times because this is wild Uh, but no I have no products out there to plug
0: Uh, and also I agree I work in a kindergarten classroom and they wear masks without bitching and don't have problems with it so adults can fucking do it so do it and be good to each other don't be shitty um, so with Damage Boost, we have, I have a TikTok for Damage Boost, Damage, Damage Boost Podcast, uh, Twitter at Damage Boost Pod and Twitch, uh, Damage Boost Podcast at, tw- uh, dot Twitch TV. Um, again, I'm glad I finally had you on or we're gonna have to have you on again, uh, when we, I think I, I do want to do an episode possibly dedicated just to Among Us. I would love to have you and Moser on for that one. Oh, it would uh, be my
1: pleasure. Look forward to it, buddy.
0: All right, um, so everybody, be good people.